This is the Black and Blue Report presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. Now from Studio B or wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hi, welcome in to another edition of the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. So glad you're with us here on this Thursday. And for a second straight day, greetings from Studio B on Airline Drive, the headquarters of the Saints and the Pelicans, where it's busy today, um, as it tends to be this time of year. But with the Pelicans back on the practice floor today, that means both teams are working out here today on campus, getting ready for big games this weekend. Speaking of big games, uh, this could be... This could be a um, a busy remote night at the Kelly household. I'm, I'm curious to watch Thursday Night Football, see if this Cowboys thing continues, which I think it will. And also the Clippers and uh, Cavaliers are on TNT tonight, and the Clippers being here tomorrow night. I, I want to see the Clippers and get ready for tomorrow night's game, a game that I'm eager for um, because I think it'll serve as a real measuring stick here for the Pelicans. You know, things have gone well here. Aside from the, you know, I take away the Portland game a little bit at Portland. The Dallas game, I want to believe, was a blip, as Coach described it. I'm hoping. Because if you look all around that weekend, it's it's wins right now for the Pelicans. And so tomorrow, against the Clipper team that may have their backs against the wall a little bit this year, playing better than they have been, and I think, at any time in the last five years, even when they had the, the big, long winning streak a couple of years ago. I think this Clippers team... Is in, is in pretty good shape. So um, I, I think tomorrow night tells us a lot. Win or lose, win or lose. So win tells us a lot of great things. But even with a loss, I think that uh, I think that we'll be able to gauge as to how far off the Pelicans are from making a legitimate run back up to over 500 here, maybe through the month of December or not. So that's a long-winded way of saying I'm going to watch the game tonight, Clippers and Cavaliers. Uh, Clippers have had kind of a rough week, so... Uh, we'll see if they bounce back tonight or if they come in here mm, um, motivated tomorrow, shall we say. Uh, no Teron Armstead, no Mark Ingram. They did not practice yesterday on the Saints side. We'll check that uh, practice report later on this afternoon. And John DeShazer and I will also have a New Orleans Saints afternoon wrap presented by Acme Oyster House as preparations continue for the Detroit Lions this weekend. Uh, also, it's a good radio night. Alvin Gentry shows back tonight. That's at 7 Central. I'll give you more details about that before we wrap up today's program. Two great guests today. Uh, we're going to go kind of football heavy as the Pelicans were off yesterday. Don't play again until tomorrow. So football heavy today with two, uh, I think, uh, engaging people. Uh, one right just down the hall in our, in our locker room. That would be rookie defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins from Louisville who's been back on the field uh, since injury and uh, is playing, playing well. Came up with a huge play last weekend in the win over the Rams. So uh, that'll be uh, my first visit with him since training camp. And then uh, Rondé Barber reappears here on the Black and Blue Report. Uh, the former Buccaneer, now analyst with the NFL on Fox, is once again this weekend on the uh, Fox broadcast for the New Orleans Saints as they take on the Lions at noon. So Rondé Barber to help us preview the game on Sunday, and then we learn a little bit more about Sheldon Rankins. Two great guests. Stay with us. We'll get right to him after these messages. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. 
try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local Winn-Dixie and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. You're at a dinner party. You're seated next to a loudmouth. Plus, there's no bread. Why is there no bread? Myrtle the Family Chow Chow seems very interested in you. But you're allergic to Myrtle and you left your inhaler at home. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans when Chris Paul and the LA Clippers return to New Orleans Friday, December 2nd. Pelicans Fest begins pregame at 5.30. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. Got a long day ahead? Power on with Smoothie King's new coffee high-protein smoothies. It's a nutritious breakfast blended to shift your morning into high gear with delightfully smooth cold-brewed coffee for your mind and at least 30 grams of protein for your body. Try all four energizing flavors, vanilla, almond mocha, raspberry mocha, and cinnamon latte, and power on your day. New coffee high-protein smoothies. Coffee for your mind and protein for your body. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Hardwood, hardball, and hard knocks. <gasps> this is the Black and Blue Report. Saints and Lions this weekend, as I told you yesterday, I think this is going to be a fantastic ball game at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And Rondé Barber and his crew with Chris Myers and Jen Hale will have it for you on the NFL on Fox. Rondé Barber, kind enough to join us here again on the Black and Blue Report. Rondé, welcome back. Uh, it must mean that you've seen plenty of the Saints that we've had multiple visits here in recent history. Yeah, I've uh, had my share of Saints over my lifetime, really, right? Played yes. you guys twice uh Twice a year for however many years that was, 10 years I was in the league and now covering you guys. It's, it's much better being on this side. And I'm not as vested into the outcome as I was when I was when I was losing to you guys so often when I was playing. So yeah. Better for me. The stakes are a lot different, aren't they? <laughs> the st- it's still good, though. Yeah. And it's fun, you know, to watch this team, especially because uh, – just the way you play on offense. Uh, again, when I was playing, I didn't necessarily appreciate it as much as I do now that I'm watching it from afar, but it's a heck of a product, and it's uh, very fun, easy to call these games because of you know, the talent that y'all are working with on that side of the ball. Fun. Rondé, before I get to this weekend's matchup with Detroit, let's go back to last weekend. You saw it uh, up close and personal, that, that game against the Los Angeles Rams. I, I still can't get my arms around 49 points hung on that Rams defense. What did you take away from that win for New Orleans? I, it was, uh, I mean, it's somewhat of a statement win for them, I think, um, you know, for a lot of reasons. Uh, and, you know, can and cannot get into the Greg Williams stuff if, you, if you'd like to. But that, that was one reason for it. But it was the first game that I've seen them. You know, I've studied some games. I've called a number of them this year where it felt like a complete game. And they had their struggles early, which, you know, overcoming that adversity in the first half is, is part of it. Um, but just the way that they clicked on offense, uh, the way Drew distributed the football uh, against the defense, that really I think is one of the better in the league. We had them the week before as well, uh, Los Angeles, and you just you expect them to to give up 15, 16 points every week, uh, and to have them you know just get exposed and give up 49 was 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 kind of a shock. I thought that was a team that if anybody was going to slow down Drew Brees, it would be them. Uh, but they, but they couldn't. Um, he made plays. His receivers made plays. The running game had some gas runs on on those guys, and it's just not what you typically see from a from a Greg Williams coach defense. And uh, you know, if you're a Saints fan, you had to walk away, you know, feeling pretty vindictive uh, at the at the end of that deal. 
On top of the offense, would you say that when you roll defense and special teams into this thing, and I know it wasn't perfect all, you know, all the way around, but did the Saints finally put together the three phases of the football game in, in Sunday's win? I think so, minus the muff. You know, yeah. you know you're looking for perfection, right? Uh, you can obviously uh, point out that Tommy Lee Lewis's muff punt is something that, you know, oh, here we go, special teams was again. But it really wasn't. It really wasn't that. Um, I, I did think this was the most complete game that they played um, on both sides of the ball, especially in the second half on defense. The way they, you know, Jared Goff is going to have his ups and downs, um, but he started way up. <laughs> it was like, okay, man, is this the Jared Goff that we know? Uh, that, that everybody was expecting, or is this the Saints kind of reverting back to some of the struggles they had earlier in the year? But I think the way they turned the corner in the second half really was more what I, more like what I've seen from the Saints' defense the past couple of games. I think that's the important thing to take about take away from the game because obviously Drew Brees and you know his his num- number of weapons they're going to shine um, given uh, the amount of pressure that Greg Williams put on them one-on-one situations, Drew Brees is going to win. He plays zone, Drew Brees is going to win. I thought he played a great game. But it was the defense, you know, finding a way in the second half to correct all those mistakes, start making plays, get off on third down. That's when you're like, okay, this is a, this is a football team that's sitting on all cylinders. So I, I would definitely agree with your assessment. Okay. Uh, Rondé Barber here with us. Rondé, I get kind of immersed into the week, the particular game. Uh, you know, and when you do that, it's hard mm-hmm. sometimes to see the bigger picture here. You know, you've – you're, you're obviously more objective than I am in this situation, uh, and you've kind of bounced in and out of the Saints season more so recently. But if you were to look at that bigger picture or that arc from the start of the season until now, what is the Saints narrative? Where, where have they come from? Where does it stand in your eyes? Well, I, it, it, we did week one with you guys uh, with the Raiders game, a game I thought it, clearly you could have won. Um, and, you know, who knew that the Oakland Raiders were going to be the type of team that they are? and put up, I think there was almost a 1,000 yards in that game. They were going to be that kind of offense. Derek Carr was going to lead that team. So I took that loss as, wow, okay, this is somewhat of an anomaly. You score 34 points and you lose type of deal. I thought they would be better. But then you have the successive losses, you know, successive losses to the Giants and the Falcons, and all of a sudden you're like, wow, they're 0-3. And from outsider looking in, I'm like, what's going on with the Saints? Maybe they're not as good as a team as we thought. And then you start breaking into the – the reasons why, and you see it's the little things, you know, it's the block kicks, it's the, uh, you know, it's the giving up two-minute drives at the end of the games when you have a chance to win. Um, you know, Falcons' loss was a little bit different, but th- we had that fourth game against the Chargers, and when they flipped the script, and they won a game that they should have lost, and that's when I was like, this, okay, maybe this team is a little bit more than what we thought, you know, because you, you, it's easy to say, because we were at some point, one point in that game, that Chargers game, saying, this is going to be an own football team. They have so much to do. Uh, but then they find a way to win, and then you win again. And you have a tough loss to the Chiefs. And you beat the Seahawks and the 49ers in the game that we also did. And you're like, okay, this is a team that's just on the cusp. This is the NFL. Like, you win some, you lose some. you got to find ways to lose, win games at the end. And, you know, I was rooting for you guys, Broncos loss, you know, impossible way to lose a football game. Mm-hmm. You know, we're watching it. We're doing another game. We're watching it. You see the – you know, the, which, which should be the winning extra point turns into the losing two-point conversion. And then you see the Panthers game, the way that one turned out. And I was, I'm somewhat, you know, it feels like an enigmatic team. I don't know what to expect every week. So from an outsider, I think people just don't know what to, know what to expect. They know that Drew Brees is going to put up big numbers. They know that if uh, the defense plays the way they played 
uh, last week that they can they can be a contender in in this playoff race. But they also know it's a team that, that tends to shoot themselves in the foot with some big time mistakes. So from an outsider, that's that's the way I go into them every single every single week. It's the same way I'll go into it this week when mm. they play Detroit. Let's talk about that game. Um, interesting interesting matchup here on Sunday. I I really like what Detroit's done this season and. They're going to be a dangerous, dangerous team coming into the Mercedes-Benz mm-hmm. Superdome. Um, are we in for a fun one on Sunday? And not just, you know, a Saints winner, but are we in for a great football game, or is there something more here that needs to be talked about? That, there's, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about every week. Whether or not you get into it is, is, <laughs> is, is a key, key question. But, I mean, this is a game that I look at, and it's going to be judged, I think, based on the two passers, you know. Uh, Drew is the pure quarterback, does you know everything right, reads out the game, and then versus a Matthew Stafford who has probably you know probably greatest arm talent in the league. Just his ability to create you know windows and throw side armed or throw under whatever it is, he can make any throw out of any off of any platform. It's amazing to watch some of the things he he does. But that being said, they're not like a shootout team. They're not a team that I think can win a shootout type of game. So if the if, if the Saints, you guys play the way you played last week on offense, I, I don't know necessarily that Detroit will be able to keep up with them. They're they're more of a methodical, um, game uh, controlled, manageable type of offense now. There, there's not the shots down the field like you used to see. There's not that backyard element to their offense that used to pr- produce big yardage numbers. Um, Matthew Stafford's playing well because he's protecting the football, and 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 because of that, you don't see some of those explosive plays. So. They play everything close to the best. Defense is playing better. Uh, they want. They, I think they want to have the ball at the end of the game with a chance to win it. And it doesn't matter if they're ahead or behind. They, they, they have found a way in all seven of their wins to win from, from behind. Uh, and they've been behind in all 11 of their games. The seven of them, I mean, they will come back and win. So I, I think that's the way they want this game to go. But if, if it gets into a shootout, I don't know if they can keep up. Good point. And you're right about the comebacks. How have they done – how have they pulled this – off so many times already this season, Rondé. I, you know what? I just, I, I, I think a lot of people discount how well Matthew Stafford's playing, but really how good of a quarterback he's been over the course of his career. I mean, it's easy when you're mired in mediocrity and you know sometimes less than that to to say, oh, he's just a guy that puts up a lot of numbers. But the, the guy is playing well. Um, you put the film on, and he doesn't have a, a plethora of receivers. None of his guys can really stretch the field. Marvin Jones can a little, um, but Golden Tate and Anquan Bolden, um, Andre Roberts, those are their four receivers. Those are the only four on the roster. Uh, Eric Ebron, tight end, has some matchup capability. He'll, he'll get in the way, and if you don't if you don't take care of him, he'll beat you. But there's nobody that, that, that scares you so much that you say, oh, we have to take this guy out of the game. So it's really, to me, on a quarterback, and they don't have a running game to speak of. So it's on the quarterback. Quarterback is really playing at a high level right now. He's very efficient with the ball. He doesn't turn it over, doesn't put him in disadvantageous situations, and they win the field position battle. That's how they win football games. And at the end of the, like I said, at the end of the game, whether it's close or whether they're behind, they want the ball in Matthew Stafford's hands so he can go march down the field methodically, kick a field goal, and make a touchdown and win. Mm-hmm. They've done it so many times this year, and it's impossible to discount what they've been able to do. I, I totally agree with you on that. Uh, real quick, uh, Saints run game, which has uh, helped the Saints stay balanced and complements Drew Brees, obviously. Can the Saints run yep. like they did the last couple of weeks against the Lions? I, I think they can. I, there were some really creative runs last week. 
Um, and maybe that's some familiarity with the play caller on defense for the, for the Rams. They knew you know, some of his tendencies. Um, but I, I think Sean finds weaknesses in every single defense. And when they, when they spark, when, they, when, they, when everything works, you see these big runs. And I, I, I'm wondering if, um, if uh, Mark Ingram is dealing with any adversity this week. Because if he is, he's probably going to have a good game. Because whenever, whenever he's dealing with adversity, when he was benched the week that uh, prior to the San Fran game, he came out and had a great day. You know, when he had to deal with concussion after Carolina, he came out and had a great day. So somebody needs to go like step on his foot or something this week, and, and, and I'm sure he'll have another explosive uh, running running day. I'll, I'll leave that to somebody else. I don't think I'm going down the hall to do that. <laughs> You're not going to take that charge? No, no, I don't think so. I, I, you know, I, 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 yeah, I enjoy Mark very much. And I like being employed, so I think I'll leave that to somebody yeah, else. I got you. Um, I got you. Last thing, Rondé, a hard one here for you, and please don't, you know, answer in a way that you're trying to, you know, work the audience or the room here. Just be honest with me. Number one, did the Saints have to win out in order to make the playoffs, and can they do it? I I, I think they have to. I think their best shot, really, uh, to the playoffs. Is uh, is winning the division. I mean, the, the, the NFC is such a muddled mess right now of teams. Um, sitting at five and six, that you figure they went out, they you know finished uh, you know nine. Uh, uh, what would it be? It'd be ten and six. Yeah. But they'd have to beat the Buccaneers twice, and they'd have to beat the Falcons at home, uh, or at, you know Falcons at Atlanta week seventeen. I think that's 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 their that's their method to get to the playoffs, and they win the division. I think if they do that. Um, uh, and hope that Atlanta loses a game uh, here down the stretch too. But it's it, it's tough. It, it's it's I'm not going to say it's easy because the NFC North has uh, Minnesota uh, just behind uh, the guys you play this week. Detroit. The NFC North has a bunch of teams with winning records except for Philly, who's kind of fallen off. I just don't see them shooting over those, those other teams. So. Winning out would 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 certainly help, um, but the Bucks are playing well. I mean, I can tell you, I'm in their backyard. I keep an eye on what they what they've been doing, and they, and they they've beaten Kansas City and they've beaten Seattle, uh, which you know two tough games, one on the road at Kansas City, beat Seattle at home. So it's 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 going to be a tough road. Two important games coming up after this week, um, uh, and we'll see. It, yeah. it should be a fun ride. This is why you like football, though. When it's when, to me, when it's like this, when every you know, every good team has a chance to get in. That's when you pay attention, and I think we're in for a great December of football. I, I totally agree with you, and I and I do simply like the fact that I I'm able to ask you that question as opposed to maybe the last two years. Um, so you know, not to be cliche here, Rondé, would you would you say to Saints fans that are listening today or any football fans that that basically the postseason starts now with the New Orleans Saints? Is that too cliche to say? No, I th- I think so. I think th- I think this is a must win game. I don't think they can afford to be five and seven. Uh, I just, I just don't see Atlanta falling that far back. Uh, and, I, and if they lose five, if they lose their seventh game, I just don't, I don't, I don't, I don't can't envision a way that that another NFC team doesn't beat them out for the playoffs. So yeah, this is a, this is important as game as any uh, because they're at obviously I know you, you guys know you're at Tampa the next week mm-hmm. uh, and they're in the, almost the exact same situation. So that'll be a, a drag out you know, fight it out type of matchup anyways. Uh, you got to beat Detroit this week. Well, with that in mind, I hope you enjoy the weekend and the football game on Sunday, Rondé. You know I will. I yeah. love football, man. I, I love good, good offensive football. Even though I'm a defensive guy, I like seeing offense now. So, 
uh, glad to see you come around a little bit for us, Rhonda, because you, <laughs> you, you, you spent a lot of years stopping people. So you know, <laughs> yeah. you, It's easier to call good offensive games, put it that way. <laughs> you, you're nothing but honest today, and I love it. I love it. Uh, as always, we enjoy your work, Rondé, and we're uh, so pleased that we were able to get you this week. And all the best to you, and, and uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be watching and listening on Sunday. Yeah, appreciate it, John. Good talking to you. Thank man. you. Rondé Barber from the NFL on Fox. We'll have that call this weekend, uh, Saints and Lions. We'll take a break and be right back. Auctioner believes the best way to predict the future is to invent it. Here, our doctors and staff are changing lives day after day. Every week, I'm operating on babies who are days old with hearts smaller than walnuts. We're giving these kids a life they wouldn't otherwise have, a chance to grow up. Sometimes, cancer patients come who were told they were out of options. But Auctioner has the most clinical trials in the state. It's amazing to be able to give second chances. We're always a step ahead, even with simple things like getting you in to see a doctor today versus a week from now, so what you have doesn't become something bigger. It makes a difference. Every day, Auctioner is creating a better future by looking forward and thinking differently to find life-changing solutions. That's healthcare with peace of mind. Appointments are available today. Call 866-AUCTIONER or visit auctioner.org. This holiday season, give the gift of New Orleans Pelicans basketball to that special sports fan in your life. The Pelicans Holiday Plan, presented by Tomino's, lets you pick four games to stick under the tree. Guarantee great seats to see Anthony Davis and your New Orleans Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA. Packages start as low as $40 and come with a free medium one-topping pizza from Domino's. Visit pelicans.com to check another name off that holiday shopping list today. We all know Saints fans are humble, hardworking, likable, and the most devoted fans in the league. All of that takes energy. The energy you get from a warm bowl of Campbell's Chunky Soup. Its meaty goodness fuels the greatness of Saints fans everywhere. Try the delicious Chunky Chicken and Sausage Gumbo. Just visit your local supermarket and ask for Campbell's Chunky Soup, the hearty way to fuel your game, and the official soup of the New Orleans Saints. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. I have to confess, I haven't talked to Sheldon Rankin since training camp, and a lot has occurred for the Saints rookie since then, and some of it really good to talk about, including last week against the Los Angeles Rams. I was just asking you about your your sack and strip fumble, and a big smile spread across your face there, young man. Uh, Yeah, definitely. Um, Like I said, sack number two for me, Uh, first sack fumble. in a situation where we needed it. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, nothing but smiles this way. What motivated you? I heard you say something about that there was something that happened earlier in the game that you wanted to match. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, you know, I've always gotten these, you know, especially since the Senior Bowl, gotten these Aaron Donald comparisons and different things like that. You know I mean? I Obviously, you know, watching him, he's a hell of a player. So, uh, earlier in the game, he comes out, gets a, gets a sack fumble. Uh, you know, so I told myself, you know, um, you know, if I want to be a great player, I got to go match it. And I was able to go out there and do it. Some guys don't like to be compared to other players. You seem okay with this comparison. Uh, you know, I wouldn't say all that. Uh, you know, I, I, I definitely, you know, think he's a hell of a player. Uh, you know, watch his tape any chance I get. 
you know, but but I but I, I I wouldn't put those you know put that name on myself yet. Uh, you know, got a long way to go. Let's go back to training camp. I was about thirty five feet away from you when you went down with that injury, um, and my stomach just sank. I haven't been able to talk to you about it. Number one is I didn't want to ask you about it just yet, but let a little time pass. Take me back to that day back in August in, in West Virginia. What what went through your mind when all that went down? Uh, I mean, I remember it like it was yesterday. Uh, remember the play, remember how everything unfolded. Uh, and as soon as it happened, I knew what it was. Uh, I had broken my right fibula in high school. So uh, as soon as I heard the pop, I knew exactly what it was. Uh you know, it, it, of course, some you know, some some sadness uh, comes. You know, being a first round pick, you know, you want to come in, you want to you want to live up to the hype, you want to do things like that, have a big season. Uh, and you know, at this point, you know, you're just thinking it's in jeopardy. So, uh, you know, an initial sadness, but you know, I'm a pretty resilient guy. So at that point, I just you know, what's my rehab and how fast can I get back? Sheldon, how hard was this one, though, this rehab process? I know you'd been through injuries before. This one was probably a little different because, as you mentioned, this new world that you're in, the NFL. Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was totally different. Um, you know, like I said, uh, you know, having all these, you know, expectations put on me uh, as well as expectations for myself uh, and not being able to, to be out there uh, week one with the guys and, and be able to, to live out those expectations uh, was pretty rough for me. Hardest part about getting back on the field was? Um, just, I mean, really just shaking off the rust. Uh, you know, going through camp, you know, you get into a routine, you get into a rhythm of things on, you know, when you throw pass rush moves, when you when you strike guys, when you get off blocks, you know. Uh, the speed at which you're playing, you know, the speed at which you run to the ball, different things like that. So uh, just trying to, to catch up to guys who've been playing for, you know, 9, 10, 11 weeks, you know, while I've been trying to, to get back out there. Yeah, and uh, and that's what I wanted to ask you as far as the learning curve. You know, your your rookie season started much later than, heck, all these guys are, are, are well beyond midseason form. Um Frustrating or invigorating at that point? Um, no, I, th- I think it's probably a, just a culmination of emotions. Uh, you know, I think uh, you know, obviously frustrating because you know I wanted to be out there week one. Uh, but you know, it, it, you know, you also can, can can find bright spots in it. You know, I was able to to sit and watch, sit and learn uh, from guys like Nick. Uh, you know, older guys like uh, Cam and, and Tap, you know, guys that are just passing along knowledge and wisdom, you know, that, that they found within this game. So once I got back out there, uh, you know, just just taking everything I had learned and going out there trying to apply it. Give me something that's come easy. Give me something that's come a little more hard. Uh, easy? Um, easy things probably speed of the game. Uh, you know, I think uh, – I think for the most part, um, you know, if you tell your body to move fast, it'll move faster. Uh, you know, you go out there, you know, the competitor in you is not going to let you just, you know, be, be, you know, ran by about three or four people. So, you know, that that, that you, uh, you know, you cut, you kind of control. But hardest thing is probably game shape. Uh, you know, there's no way to get into game shape except by playing games. Uh, so I think that was probably the roughest thing. I think uh, – 
one drive against San Francisco late in the fourth quarter. They got into about an eight-play drive, and I was gassed. You know, I was like, I, I definitely wasn't expecting this. It doesn't matter the sport, does it? That oh, game yeah. speed is different. Yeah, yeah. You can practice all you want. You can run as many, uh, you know, full gashers, whatever you want, take as many conditions as you want. But until you get there and actually play, take those live reps, you know, there's nothing like it. What will be a successful season, albeit a shorter one, for you? Um, you know, obviously to, to end the year healthy uh, and to just just find progression within each game. You know, I think with each game, uh, you know, you can turn on the tape and you can see a player that's growing. You can see a player that's, that's, getting, that's getting back to, to, to the player he was during training camp. And I think uh, if I can keep progressing each week, you know, I think, I think I'll be happy with this year. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a good way to go. Uh, let me ask you two more things real quick. Number one, let's focus in on this game this weekend. That, this, I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch you guys play the Lions. And as you guys are beginning your prep here on, on Wednesday, um, share with me some thoughts that you have about facing that team for the first time and what you and your team have to be wary of. Uh, I think, you know, I think it starts with their quarterback. Uh, Matthew Stafford's playing some of the, uh, the best ball of his career right now as far as, uh, you know, um, being efficient, you know, different things like that. Um, and then you look at, you know, they got playmakers all over the field, you know, from Golden Tate, Anquan Bolden, uh, you know, um, Jones, um, Riddick in the backfield, Ebron the tight end. I mean, and then you you know look at the offensive line. You know they're young, but you know they're a physical group. They get after you. Uh, you know, so so we got our work cut out for us. A sack of Stafford would be like what? Uh, <laughs> um, it it just be good. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, coming into this league, you know, there's guys you want to sack. You know, and, and me being from Georgia. Uh, you know, he played at the University of Georgia, so you know that that that'd be nice to, uh, to to knock that one off the list. Last thing, I've been around this locker room a few years, and they can be tough in here. And those Louisville Cardinals didn't finish so strong. Have they have they kind of laid into you a little bit about that? Uh, I mean, you're kind of big and strong, and I, but you're young and. I have a feeling that maybe there have been some teasing going on. Uh, you know, I, I, I try to avoid those conversations. Uh, you know, as soon as someone brings it up, I say, yeah, we're not going to talk about that one. You know, we're not going to talk about that one. Uh, you know, I try to avoid those uh, conversations, especially when we lose. Uh, you know, we started off the year so hot. You know, I was ready to talk about Louisville football all the time, uh, especially we beat Florida State. I was, I was talking about it with PJ, any chance I got. Uh, you know, then we lost to Clemson, and I got quiet. Uh, you know, so – um. Yeah. Yeah. I, I try to avoid those conversations for the most part. Yeah, I know it comes around in circles, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Shell, it sure is fun watching you play and fun to visit with you too. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you. Get ready for the Red Hot Chili Peppers live in concert. January 10th, Smoothie King Center, with special guest Trombone Shorty and Orleans Avenue, and Jack Irons, The Chili Peppers, new album The Getaway, available now. Tickets on sale now at all Ticketmaster outlets, Ticketmaster.com, and the venue box office. Red Hot Chili Peppers, live. Ah, the family tradition of driving around the neighborhood looking at holiday lights. Oh, there's Mr. Miller's house, but the curtains are open. Mr. Miller is vacuuming in his underpants. And now your kids have a lot of questions. But it doesn't have to be this way. Win the night with the New Orleans Pelicans when Chris Paul and the L.A. Clippers return to New Orleans Friday, December 2nd. 
Pelicans Fest begins pregame at 5.30. Visit pelicans.com for tickets and win the night. Hi, Vincent Palumbo here. Terminex is the home of the $650 lifetime termite repair guarantee. Terminex provides termite protection and pest control. Call Terminex for all your pest problems. 834-7330. Follow us on Twitter at Black Blue Report. Hey, before we go here on this Thursday, as I mentioned earlier in the uh, podcast, uh, tonight's a good radio uh, listen for you. Hope you'll make an appointment uh, with our own Daniel Salerson at 7 p.m. Central tonight. Those of you, of course, here in the New Orleans metro area. The Alvin Gentry Show airs on WRNO 99.5 FM. It's the flagship of the Pelicans Radio Network. It's a full hour tonight. Uh, Rowan Kavner from Clippers.com will be on the program to talk to Daniel about tomorrow night's game. He's also giving away tickets Yes, giving away tickets to Monday night's game against the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Daniel will also recap practice today on tonight's Alvin Gentry show. Um, Could be some news there. We'll see. And uh, also, of course, an extended visit with Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry. Your calls and comments are welcome, too, throughout the hour, 7 until 8 tonight on WRNO-FM. Otherwise, I'll see you online later today at NewOrleansSaints.com and on your Saints mobile app. And then tomorrow... Uh, we'll wrap up this Black and Blue Report week uh, with a little Pelicans-Clippers talk, more Saints-Lions talk. Uh, Brian Cassie will be in here uh, with Daniel tomorrow to uh, kind of wrap things up for the week and get us ready for a busy weekend. Two games for the Pelicans, one for the Saints over the uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday time period. So with that being said, hope you have a great rest of your Thursday. Those of you here locally, uh, enjoy the great weather. Boy, it feels good here on the first day of December. Thanks again, everybody. We'll see you next time right here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report, presented by ABC Insurance Agencies, a better choice for insurance. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at noon central or at your convenience exclusively online at pelicans.com and neworleansaints.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.